Welcome to this week's Shop Maker episode. We're very excited. I'm very excited. It's Ryder Cup week, which is a huge deal to those golf fans. Um, but also, you know, kind of a unique opportunity this year to look at some of the dynamics of the Ryder Cup and what we can learn from it. So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> educate you guys a little bit on what's happening in the Ryder Cup. So for years, Ryder Cup, Euro, Europeans have always found a way to beat the Americans or outperform the Americans. It's a, the only real team event in golf that, you know, everyone loves. And for some reason, playing as a team, they were able to, even though individually on paper, the Americans were always by far the best, they would win. Not every time, but a lot of the times, and surprisingly so, and would pull off these great shots and would have all this lore of this amazing Ryder Cup team. So fast forward to this year, a lot of lots happened in golf. Uh, a lot of the players, top players from both sides took the live deal, which meant that they were now ineligible from playing in the Ryder Cup. But especially for the European side and for those of you like me that have, you know, for a generation watched this team just crush the Tiger Woodses and the Phil Mickelsons and the best players in the world. They just found a way to just defeat in a really bad way, um, which gave them this, you know, this history there and this, you know, tradition. Well, that entire team is gone. And so us as golf fans, I don't know how you guys feel, but for me, it's crazy to turn on the TV and look at the European team. And you're not just missing one player especially Sergio Garcia, who was my favorite, but you're really missing five or six players that are all gone, future captains, future leaders. And what makes it such a unique perspective from a sports area, as you guys will be able to relate to, is the fact that it's not just that those players are gone, they're playing in Europe. So they are playing on their home field without their team, without their leaders, right? There's a couple of them left, Rory, John Rahm, but you're really missing five or six of your key players that would have, whether they were there as captains, assistant captains, they would have been there to make sure that Europe wins on the home soil. They've never lost on the home soil um, outside of 1993. So what they're suddenly faced with, which is where this becomes a good sports and you know, leadership conversation is it's not just that you're missing your best players. You now are expected to win because if you lose, you're losing for the first time since 1993. And you're playing with a bunch of players who have never been leaders on a team. Who Even the ones that are left were always the young guys right. and these leaders were leading them on. So it's really an interesting dynamic if you take it back to a business side. or say Life doesn't stop, right? Like, they have to go out and perform this week because if they don't perform this week, then it's going to be huge questions on the organization as a whole. Should they have let the players come back? Should they have let Sergio pay his fine and just show up as the captain? Right. So now all of a sudden your entire organization will be in question if you lose. And going back to what I just said, on paper, they should always lose, right? Like, right. the Americans are the better players. They just always found a way to win. So they're really up against some huge headwinds as we go into this week's Ryder Cup. But taking, you know, a step backward, making it more of a universal conversation is, you know, this really is a great question for whether it's a sports team or a business team of what happens when you make a rule and your best players don't follow it, right? Like, that's kind of where the European squad was. We made a rule, whether it's you have to show up at 7 a.m., you have to work, you know, Thanksgiving, whatever that question was, that those best players decided 
screw it, I'm not going to do it, right? And so now, as an organization, you really have a lose-lose. Because if you would have said, oh, it's okay, you know, you didn't, you, you were going to show up at Thanksgiving, you can yeah. still come back, or you stick with your rule at the expense of your performance. Yeah. That's a tough question, <laughs> right? I mean, I was always in the belief, you know, you put the rule out there, you can live by it. The role's there for a reason. Like you said, oh, you didn't show up to work on Thanksgiving, but I'm going to let you come work, you know, on Black Friday so we're really busy. You're going to make a lot of money. Because right? right? you're our best server. Right, you're <laughs> our best server. But I'm in the belief, that this is me, and I'm probably in the minority on this, <laughs> the best server would have to find a new job. Yeah. Because then I just invite everyone else to do this as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's those tough decisions, unfortunately, <laughs> that, you know, have to be made. We've all been through that where, like you said, it was... Get drawing a line, and again, I don't, you know, I'm not going to be harder on them because of our best line cook or rest server, but they need to be held to the same, you know, rules everybody else. Just like I think, as you see, like the, the good programs, maybe in college sports or NFL, they're holding their quarterback to the same standard as their person on the bench. You know what I mean? I think the yeah. ones that aren't doing that are the ones that you see the organizational breakdown at some point, right? Maybe it's not instant, maybe if they win the game because they let their quarterback play. But in the long term, those are the ones that seem to have more of the dysfunctions. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think the other element of this is whether it is your organization or in sports. I mean, if you look at this team as a bubble, like they have to not only find a way to win, they have to also make sure they're training their next generation that now has to step up. That yeah. maybe would have had two, four years right. to to build. It's now, you know, making sure that behind the scenes you have that funnel that's yeah. like, if my GM burns out, doesn't show up, you know, does something bad, right. what is my funnel, right? I can't just rely on my generational players or my, you know. It comes down to training. Yeah. You know, and we talk about this all the time with restaurants. It's like we, we look at a sports team. Okay, yeah, you are a foundation, you are our, our best line cook, our best server, great GM, but in my mind, I always got somebody to replace you. Yeah. You know, in sports, somebody gets injured, you need that guy to step in, right? So he's practicing every day, he's getting ready, he's being trained. Same thing in a restaurant. You do the same thing, you train and make sure they're ready. This way, when it's time to step up and step in, they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always really want to have a talent bench, right? You know, who's that next person up? Again, that's the ideal world. Doesn't always, you know, we've done earlier with, with sports teams, you know, you like the good, you know, we're Eagles fans, so we're looking at the future. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, when you're when things are going well, right, you have some great players on your team right now, like a Fletcher Cox and a Brandon Graham who won a Super Bowl for you, but you're still looking a couple years down the line. Yeah. All right, and they draft in the first round guys that can kind of step into those roles. Well, they let a couple uh, older players walk away at the end of the season for these two young guys to step in. Why did they want them to step in? Because they make less. Yeah. <laughs> so it's helping you with their own rookie contracts still, so that they're able to spend the money. And as they grow and step into other positions and make more money, you need somebody behind them now. Yeah. And that's the goal. Just like Russia, it's no different. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think that's the other piece is I think so many times we think these, you know, labor changes, this team development has to happen in this big thing. And, and really, you see the most successful teams, it's happening while they're performing. So whether it's the game or just, you know, every Friday, Saturday night, that you're still turning along. Nobody knows that's what's happening. And yet you're finding a way to train and build and develop internally so that there isn't a gap, you know, if something like this happens. It's definitely the best scenario, right? The best scenario is you have your 
top line cook and the person below them is learning from them. Mm-hmm. They get their chance on a Saturday night when that other line cook needs off, right? That's, right. And the next Saturday, the other one's back, right? That's right. The, the best scenario is that it's a continuous learning curve. Yeah. But what happens when that line cook that you, your top one walks out right. and never comes back again, right? right. That's the, you know, that's then the you're team Europe. Then you're team Europe. <laughs> then, you're, then you're into going back to sports. Well, you're the Sixers, the process. But, but we don't even know what Team Europe did yet. We still got to wait and see. Team Europe might be okay. We'll see, right? But, you know, you, you cringe a little bit. You get a little worried. But, you know, if, if you did everything you're supposed to do and you trained them, they're going to be fine. Yeah. You know, and, and you have to have that confidence and that belief in them. Just yeah. like a coach would, you know, you're putting in a rookie quarterback because your veteran just got hurt. You know, you're not going to sit there and tell him, like, God, you're going to get killed out there. <laughs> Talk them up. You give them confidence. Get in the game, kid. Here you go. I've been waiting for this moment for you. Right. Right. And that's, I think, the other piece of it is making sure whoever it is who's stepping in, that they know that, you know, you're, you're not expecting the same from that person they're replacing right away, right? I think that's the other thing, you know, Team Mayor's talked a lot about this week has been, you know, this is part of the process. This is our next generation. We're excited to see where the team evolves, but kind of saying it might not happen this week, right? It might be a year from now, two years from now when we are able to move forward. And same in the restaurant, right? You may have a bad Black Friday if this happened on Thanksgiving, but that's, okay right your business will survive your restaurant will survive building for the future yeah you got to build for the future if you're not building for a future you're not you're not doing anything yeah 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 so you know i think it's something to think about as we go especially into the holiday season because i feel like probably every business owner will have this happen right over the court you're going to set the rule it's going to get broken but you know i think believing that like you said that's the only way to have a successful organization. That you so, have to stick by your rules yeah. regardless of what happens. You know, even though it's tough and you're going to let one of your best employees walk away, but they they broke the rules. Yeah. You break the rules no matter who you are. Yeah. You know, you have to be held to that standard. Everybody be held to the same standard. And it will make you stronger in the long run. You might have a couple bumps in the road early on, but in the long run it will make you stronger. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree. And I think as we, you know, again, look to the fourth quarter, we look to next year, you know, looking at our team. I mean, I think that's what you guys do really well is, you know, breaking down that labor team that you have, you know, looking to tomorrow, being like the sports teams where it's like, you know, what does 2024 look like? What's right. your roster in 24 right. rather than just here's what I'm dealing with today and I can't find labor. That's, that might be true. We still want to be building that roster for 24. Oh, absolutely. That's, you know, you can't build, you know, you already built for now. Yeah. Right? You can make your little adjustments right. and everything, right, uh, to the game plan. But come 24 is where you want the whole new plan. Yeah. You know, we're building for this. This is what it's going to be. And, you know, work towards it now. It's, you're three months away. Yeah. I think deciding if you want to continue on making tweaks and changing things around. Yeah. Or going and saying, you know what, it's not working. We're going to completely, you know, we're going to get through the holidays and then we're going to shift it around. Right. If you're, you know, you can run a corporate restaurants like I do, you know, sometimes it was, we're just blowing up that management team. Yeah. We're not firing everybody. We have other restaurants to put them in, <laughs> but we're moving everybody around. It's not yeah. working there. If you have one restaurant, make the decisions a little bit different, yeah. but maybe it is not a one manager change or a one stemmer change. It's a complete overall of this just isn't working, how you as the owner vision your restaurant, whether it's a culture, operational. Oh, 
It could also be, right? You might realize I have too many managers. Yeah. Right? You know, a lot of times NFL teams realize I don't want to go with a four-linebacker uh, package. I'm going to go with a three-linebacker package. You might say, I don't need three managers. I want to go to two managers and right. save that salary because we're just throwing it. So now we're making our adjustments. Yeah. We're getting ready. We're building for, for the new year. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where, you know, if you're listening to this going, yeah, like that's exactly what I'm feeling. You're not alone. I mean, most of the conversations we've had with people this year have said this just isn't working. Like whether it's dollars or people that we had to put in positions just to get through 21 and 22, you know, now we get to 23 and it's like, this really isn't, you know, the expectations aren't aligned, you know, your definition of a GM versus their definition. Like it just... It does not work, and that's okay because it was a crazy time, right? You were just trying to fill positions to get through the day, but that's gone, right? Like, now is the time we have to really look at this because I promise you're spending more in labor than you've ever spent, and are you getting that return for the dollars that you're spending? And, you know, it's not to be unfair to employees or, you know, hold them to too high of a standard, but we really do want to look at it as a roster and say, here's the dollars I have to spend. And it probably is at least revisiting your expectations for each manager and building in a creative way those positions that make sense with what your business looks like today because your business today is probably different from your business five years ago. And so we really want to make sure that especially those managers, those positions work for the expectations of 23 and 24. Yeah, yeah. like you said, as you put people in positions you were maybe hoping they would grow into that position, right? You, yeah. you, you either internal. <laughs> I didn't care because you were like one applicant right. on the team. So then you were right. You're like, guess so what? You're hired. You're hired. You're the manager. No, you're yeah. the backup quarterback. Right? Back quarterback comes in. You think, man, I can really mold this backup quarterback. But right. you get to a point where it's like, I need to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Right. right. It's and not working. It's not working. <laughs> we tried it. And that might be where you are with some of your managers. Right. Yeah. I thought that that server was going to make a good manager. I, right. I stuck yeah. with him for 12 months, 18 months. Maybe it's two years now. Yeah. And like, they're just not getting what you needed out of that position. Right. Yeah. Paying for that position. Yeah. And those are the decisions as you go into 24 to really say... Well, take a good look at yeah. to take them, right? Make them hard decisions. No decision's easy when it comes to people. Yeah. Or especially right. somebody that's been with you. If you thought enough of them to try them at manager and it didn't work, that's a tough decision. It's a tough conversation, but ones that need to be had. And still spot on the team, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe now you're just lead server. Maybe yeah. they like being the best server. Right. Right. Over yeah. the worst manager, right? right. Sometimes yeah. it's like... I'd rather be the best server than the worst manager. Right. You know. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not all over, but you know, some shifting needs to be done. Yeah, and I think just, you know, not being afraid to take a look at it. Again, it doesn't have to be something that's, you know, six months in a bubble and nothing else happens. Like right. those really can be things that we're working towards as our business is continuing to perform well. Um, but you know, I would encourage you you know, send us an email, schedule a time to talk to Chris or Scott. I mean, they have so much knowledge in this area. And now really is the time because 24 is going to be here before we know it. And doesn't mean we have to go in and fire everyone today. But we want to know, like, what are the changes I want to make three months from now so I can kind of lead to those changes rather than being reactive. Build out a plan. Yes. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, Hopefully everyone watches the Ryder Cup this weekend. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you next week.